The following podcast details the curious circumstances surrounding the disappearance of four persons on Cape Cod during the summer and fall of 2012. You're listening to Last Known Communication. Welcome back to Last Known Communication, the podcast where we explore the mysterious disappearances on Cape Cod in the summer of 2012. Today, we are discussing the mysterious disappearance of Matilda Poinsette. I'm Matt Gidsby. I'm Peregrine. Wow, mocking me, okay. And I'm Toby Riley. What's on the menu? The menu? We're going to eat Matilda Poinsett's case? <gasps> um, not quite, even though that is local history. We're, we're going to go wine testing. Just taste, dabble in a little bit, open our mouth, go like... Can you hear me? Well, it took Matilda Poinsett until August of 2012 to go missing. Wow. Now, now she's gone. So it was... Did she go missing in the DUI bathrooms? Probably not. Probably. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so uh, we need to establish some facts. Where does this take place and how old is she? Kentucky? No, like what town? She was 25, I think, if I remember correctly. And she lived in Brewster with her girlfriend, Rowan Stanley. Alicia lived with someone, Clive didn't, and now Matilda lives with someone. Question, did Matilda have mental capabilities that involve writing on the chalkboard, addressing her headmaster, saying that her headmaster's brother was going to come back and haunt her forever? Not that I know of. Great. What? Is it spelled the same? No, it's not. There's an extra H. I say there's an H in this one. Have you never seen the movie Matilda? Or read the book? I actually haven't. It's it's Roald Dahl, right? I like the movie more. I I, I think I've I just I'm not a fan of Roald Dahl books. I liked the movie except for that one scene where it might have been the other headmistress, or whatever makes Lavender. that. Yeah, and like it makes the he, when she makes the kid eat oh, like an Ruth. entire chocolate cake. I hated that scene. Listen, when I was little, I thought I was the Matilda Wormwood or meant to be the Matilda Wormwood, and so I love that movie. However, not spelled the same way. H. H, there's an extra H. I can't believe you've not seen that. It was Danny DeVito. Sorry, was. guys. I wasn't, I didn't I have the DVD at my house. I grew up consuming cartoons and not movies. Anyways, Matilda points out, I, I, we did say that she lived in Brewster. Yes, so she lived in Brewster with her girlfriend, and she went, poof, she went vanished. Oh man. She gone. You said she disappeared in August? August 17th. Okay. That's three days after someone's birthday. I bet she's not listening. Okay, so we have the timeline here. We do have the timeline. Who would like to start first? Are we going to actually remember to take turns this time, unlike last time? Let's do rock, paper, scissors. All of us is at the same time. Rock, paper, scissors. That's (laughs) awkward. We all went scissors. We all threw scissors. Rock, Rock, paper, scissors, scissors, rock. Oh, I lose. So I, I'm not. I'm not starting. <laughs> I didn't okay. want to, anyways. Uh, rock, rock paper, paper scissors. scissors. Okay, you go. <clears throat> okay, uh, I win. So at two a.m. on August seventeenth, Matilda leaves her house that she shared with her girlfriend, Rowan, and she just needed to go to a walk. That's what she was claiming. Ooh. Rowan obviously wouldn't, I mean, if I was in the situation, I wouldn't want my girlfriend to leave at 2 a.m. So it's August, so weird things have already happened this summer. People have already gone missing, so it's probably like a, no, stay home. Yeah, at 2 a.m. <laughs> 2 a.m. are you doing at 2 a.m.? It's also Cape Cod. There's nothing to do at 2 a.m. I know. Brewster, 2 a.m. In, in Brewster on August 17th, 2012. Yeah, Brewster, what are you going to do? Go to church? See a couple of old people sleeping? <laughs> Anyways. In the church at 2 in the morning. Yes. 
I personally haven't been to Brewster Mo- There's a chapel there, so. Why are they sleeping in the chapel at no, 2 in the morning? You put the two things together. Duh. Okay, anyways, moving on. As a good girlfriend, Rowan doesn't want Matilda to leave, but Matilda leaves anyways because she's a weenie and stubborn. She was a victim of something that might have been very bright and very in the sky, but we'll get to that later. <sighs> oh, snap. <laughs> okay, oh, we have phone evidence. Whoa. At 2.39, there's a timestamp on the first piece of evidence on Matilda's phone. What's on Matilda's phone? much evidence on her phone. But yeah, I guess there was a lot of evidence on her phone. Most of it's not very important. We have one voice memo because the other ones were stupid. So we have the one, but there was, there were other things. I, I can talk about that. Yeah. Pep, you go. Okay, so we have 239. I already did the one. I know. I'm reviewing what we just went over. Jeez. Jeez. At 3.04 in the morning, Rowan attempts to make a call to Matilda's phone, but it doesn't go through, which is a big sign that something's amiss for Rowan. And so Rowan's like, oh no, I'm going to go report her as missing. So that happened around 3 in the morning. Hey, Toby, do we know if Rowan is um, British? Excuse me? You said you did the little, like, oh. I did that because that's how a person in crisis sounds. Do you not go into a British accent whenever you are in crisis? No. Okay, moving on. Okay. 15 minutes later, 3.19 in the morning, the last piece of evidence on Matilda's phone is timed at this time. So it's like a whole, like how many, can I do math? From two? So it's like a whole like 40 minutes? Yeah. Sure. Yes, it's 40 minutes. From, from like, the first thing on her phone to the last thing on her phone, where then now she's not, like, there's nothing yes, else just about. being created. Oh, yeah. Oh. 319 is the last piece of evidence on Matilda's phone. Yes. Around 8.30 in the morning, which is about five hours and ten minutes later, Matilda's phone is found abandoned in the woods. So this is very similar to what happened with Alicia. However, I feel like the time discrepancy yeah. here is a lot larger. No, I because like the, it took like a, did it take, I think it was a couple days yeah. on Alicia's phone. It's shorter. Yeah, so it took a few hours. This well, time. no, I'm saying like. Oh, the time discrepancy. Oh, between like. Never mind. Okay. Okay. Oh, um, we wait. might be talking about different time discrepancies. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Question: uh, Do we know who found this? Was it like a jogger? Like, you did. No, but like you know, because like there's a lot of joggers who run past my house. Was it like a jogger, or like just like a stranger, or like like cops were like? It was a person walking in the woods because at the time, so the cops know that Matilda's missing, but they don't know where she was because she just left and said, I have to go away on a walk. But she wasn't like, I'm going to the woods. Goodbye, Rowan. She was like, I need to go. And then, you know, left the house. So then when they found it and the phone was like, oh, it's hers. And they're like, clearly she went missing in this woods. But so it was like a random person just like, I'm in the woods. So whose phone is that? And why is it so messed up? Because it was very broken. Very broken. Very broken. As I was about to say, yeah, both the front and back camera are very broken, and the screen is cracked, and the battery is dead. So this is a fairly destroyed phone. It reminds me of the iPod Touch that I found on the playground of, not Johnny Kelly, it's the one in Yarmouth. Old near, House? No, near the dump and the Wendy's. The one. Old the Town one, House. Like, the one right yeah, there. So that, that is Old Town House. That is not Old Town House. Is that the park? No, it's not near Old Town House because that's near the gas station. It's the one. Wait, you it's go, the other one. You go up this road and you take a left 
uh, the intersection right near the Wendy's. You go past the Wendy's. It's right there. I'm related to the person that this park is named after. Peter Homer. Peter Homer okay. Park. Okay. Everybody just calls it Old Town House. That Old Town House is different. I don't even know what park we're talking about anymore. The, the one closest to Dubai. The one with the big soccer field. Yeah, that okay, is not talking. Old Town House. That's what. This is not what. What do people call it? What do people That's call literally it? what I call Old Town House Park. What? Do, what's the? What do people call it? like? Uh, like the like boys who play basketball. What, where would they say they were gonna? Oth. Hang out? Oth. Yeah, there it is. I thought that was the other one. It's okay. It's okay. got like green playground equipment. Yeah. Okay. Well, when I was like nine years old, I found an iPod Touch abandoned right there. So true. And it's kind of like you know a phone in the woods in Brewster. But it's on a soccer field in the park. It was not in a soccer field. It was in like a little like tube that has like holes in it and you crawl through. Oh, fun. Thank you, iPod Touch. Yeah. And so Rowan is reported to have noted later that Matilda's phone was in pristine condition the last time she saw Matilda. So that's interesting. Your bird showing. I can yell about her phone for a while. Between the times of 2.39 a.m. and 3.19 a.m., Matilda tried to document as much as possible on her phone, which is just, like, there's just a lot of stuff. Uh, she attempted to take, like, photos and videos, but there was no real substance to any of them. It's just, just, like, just, like, woods. Yeah, it's just, like, oh, woods noises. Maybe there's, like, a, an owl somewhere. There are owls in Brewster. And, like, like, you know, like, footsteps or something, or, like, the occasional heavy breathing, but it's kind of, like, on the videos and stuff, the audio from videos. And the visuals in both pictures and videos are... It's just blurry and dark, and it's just like, oh, that Taking sure a is. Selfie for the gram. Like, that, sure is a, that sure is a tree in the distance, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, she just wanted to document something for social media, posted on Facebook. She sure was trying to get visual evidence on her phone, and even some of the earliest photos and videos, you can tell that they weren't taken through a broken camera, but then eventually they get all like blurry and messed up, like just, you know, more useless than they were if the camera wasn't broken. Do you think that green splatter of something on the window is the blood of DUI? Yeah. Okay. Lagunatics do bleed green. Matilda points out was unfortunately not a lagunatic. Was Matilda like fighting somebody in the woods? (laughs) Who knows? Fighting owls. There were several voice memos on her device, but most of them were I lost my whole train of thought. It just ran away from me. Like a hot dog on legs. What? No. Ran away from Tobin like a hot dog on legs. Yes, so most of the voice memos were just like... Yeah, like breathing. Yeah, breathing or maybe the occasional like yell into the distance, but none of it was really important except for one of them, which if I remember correctly, is it like a minute and a half long? Uh, yes, probably. I have no idea. I have them right here. It doesn't show me the time. 16 minutes and 47 seconds. No? On the dot. It's not very long. I'm lost. I, I don't know where... I don't know where I am. I, I can't see anything. <laughs> I, I tried to call Rowan. There's there's no service. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Rowan, if, if you hear this. I, I don't know why I didn't listen to you. I You had so much common sense. I, I don't know what came over me. But that was stupid. I know this is going to be stupid, but right around me is just some woods. I don't know how I got here. There's not much I can, not much I can say. I can't really make anything out. It's so dark here. 
I mean, like, yeah, just trees and... What's that? It's... It's a, it's a light? It's a very bright light. It's, it seems to be getting closer. But that's... It's nice. It, it's beautiful. I, I, I need it. Oh. Um. So. That was common, common things. Woods. Lights. Lost. Love. True. Um. Romance. Clive? Conspiracy theories. Aliens. Okay, you can't even use aliens as like an accurate connection between the three because there is no actual evidence of aliens. You are just making it up. Not making it up. You're pulling it out of a hat like a poor rabbit magician that only learned off of YouTube and bad wiki how. And only does shows in the woods. Hey, well, are you going to relate this to a magic trick again? No. You guys took that one out of, like, you put different context. You literally interrupted me. Well, you said verbatim, I think I could relate this to a magic trick. And then, yeah, I don't think we ever let you talk about the magic trick. <laughs> no. <laughs> like it a happens. little circus man. Okay, so how thoughts and feelings on... No. Anyways, thoughts and feelings. I do not envy Matilda points out. No. I also don't envy Rowan Stanley. I wonder how she's mm. doing, if she's still around. Is I mean, it like, she wouldn't be old, but like... Is this a situation around? like Clive's twin sister who moved to another side of the country and never spoke about this again? Yeah, kind of. Like, she's not... Even, like, just in the case in general, her name... Clearly it shows up because she, yeah. was, she was important and she was, like, the girlfriend and all that. But then after that, it's not like a... She didn't, I guess, put up some kind of really big fight to try and like get the case better solved it was kind of like yeah we don't know what happened to her and she's like i don't either suspicious do you think it's like in stranger things how they somehow found a way to blame the soviets oh yeah it's the like thing. that came out of nowhere and i don't even watch stranger I things know it's, i know it's because it's the 80s so it's like the time and it, it is the but soviets, that does not make sense it? why it are they weird. in a small town yeah anyways back to matilda here's what i think happened yes. rowan and matilda got into a fight at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. for some reason. I have no idea what. Maybe it could be, like, a Clive situation where, like, you know, Clive... Obviously, he had to be dealing with something for a long time and um. probably hid it from each other, or from other people. But Rowan and Matilda got into a fight. Anyways, that's what I think happened. And then Matilda was like, oh, okay, I'm done. I don't want to be mad anymore, so I'm just going to cool off. Go into the woods. Uh-oh, here's this light. It's the same thing we see in Alicia's case. Strange. I think that one point that could possibly help your theory for once, like for once I will offer something that helps. Okay. For once I will offer something that helps. I heard that snarky little tone. Well, if you make everything about aliens, it's not like, it's fine. Okay, so we know in Clive Augustine's case, he was super paranoid at work at times, and sometimes he would be calm. And that seems to kind of be relatively connected to the other cases that we've looked through so far in audio form, such as Alicia, who fluctuates in between these states in a less topsy-turvy way than the others. It's more of like a relative gradient. Yeah, even there's like a notable shift. There's yeah. a notable shift. That's what that's what the word is. So it's possible that Matilda, super paranoid, which can mess relationships up. Yeah. True. 
Any thoughts and feelings for the fourth time? Thoughts and feelings. Brewster Woods tend to be fairly, like, watery. Huh. Not in, like, a weird, like, mushy kind like of way. Marsh. Marsh. Yeah. And also, they're just near bodies of water. If you think about Crow's Pasture, I know that's on the border of Dennis and Brewster. But that's a main one. There are lots of woods near Crow's Pasture, and they all lead to the same place. There's also the Cape Cod Natural History Museum, yes, which that leads out to a coming. separate portion right across from Crow's Pasture, like the river section. I always used to go there. With like the herring run? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I know that that's where people could bring their cars out before the piping plovers. Where else? There's right on the border of Dennis and Brewster, there's also the old cemetery that I have frequently gone to. There are swans in the little lake near there. There's another lake right down the road, but if you take the right, that goes towards Dennis, so that doesn't count. There are a lot of places in Brewster to walk, but most of them are near the water. I don't know how that's relevant. Maybe she, you know, you know, after her fight, she just wanted to calm down in like the moonlight. It was just calling her name. Like Ophelia? Sure. A little Ophelia situation sounds awful. Yeah, you know, like, oh... The, the calming waves of the ocean, they call me. Silly little Matilda. This has been a poor choice. Yes. Poor choices. And then get lost in the marshy woods. Oh no, she's gone. Yeah. Bye-bye, Matilda. I don't know if you guys ever walked. Like, me and my dad used to take nature walks to run me out. And rails in the Brewster area, mm-hmm. really tiny. And especially in the dark, you would not be able to see them. So she probably went off course, which is likely... But, like, the light, the light, guys, that's what's messing me up. That's what's also messing me up. Another thing that bothers me about the Brewster Woods, you can often find, like, rows of rocks piled on top of each other to create borders. Those are, like, farm borders and, like, house borders. It's just, like, New England It's It's a New England thing. Specifically, lots of Massachusetts. I know that when we go to Blackstone for marching band, there are a lot there. So there's that in the woods. It's really hard to, like... Because I know that last episode we were talking about the Yarmouth post office that has the tree, and then right behind it there are the trails. That also leads out to a cemetery, and there's also a body of water near it. I saw a bunch of eyes drawn on the trees, and that really freaked me out, and then I felt super paranoid for the rest Um, of the... New theory, the eyes actually are related to this. Is Nickerson State Park in Brewster? Yes. Okay. Well, yes. At least part of it? Because I know that Nickerson State Park has a lot of trails. You can get pretty lost there, surprisingly, just because people have trampled their way down different routes. And so that kind of messes you up. I don't think it's possible to get into Nickerson State Park from yeah, Probably not by accident. No. They, I, no, I don't know in 2012, but when my dad moved up here for the first time, he was actually a security guard at Nickerson State Park. So they might still have security guards. They might not. I think it's much closer to, like, a Cape Cod Natural History Museum trail more than a Nickerson State Park trail. I don't know why you would go out in the middle of the night in August. Yeah, it was especially in, like, the summer when it's, like, mm-hmm. hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hot. Like, like, it's a little bit humid. Granted, but, like, but, like, it's still, like, moist. Do we have, like, anything on, like, what Rowan and Matilda were, like, 
talking about? Like, are you, or, like, before? Not really. It's more of just, like, because clearly Rowan, when she reported Matilda missing, she had to be like, oh, well, the last time I saw her, here is a statement. Yeah, It was I more of that. just, like, yeah, like, 2 a.m., she was just like, I need to leave. And then clearly Rowan had to put up a fight, like, no, you, you can't leave our house at 2 in the morning, especially not now when people go missing in the woods. Like, you're going to stay here. And she was like, no, like, I have to. Ooh, it's almost like she got possessed by something that forced her to leave. Because what, what was it? What was it she said? She said, oh, it was more like an I need to. It wasn't like an I want to go for a walk or I want to get some air. Like, I guess the way that Rowan was relaying the information was that Matilda was very insistent that she needed to get out of the house and she needed to go somewhere. That's also like the very end of the voice memo that we just listened to several minutes ago where Matilda is at the very end speaking about the light and she's like, I need it. It's aliens. It would be a lot of buildup for like... Just all this content, and then it ends up being aliens. That'd be a little bit dis- Like, aliens, at this point, like, I don't know what really happened, but at this point, aliens almost feels like a cop-out. No, I think it's some, you know, with Clive, it's hard because he's talking about technology. So that means either it's the government, some something's hiding, okay? I don't know what this construction worker Clive had with the government, like, what crimes he committed, but... Something happened to him, and he, or like, you know, he did something, and he just got, you know, maybe in trouble with the wrong guys. And maybe that's a Matilda case, too. Oh, you know what's funny? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I just remember this. I had actually intended to mention it earlier. But, so between episodes one and episodes two coming out, because we didn't, we didn't record these all at the same time, oh, big surprise. I've made a bunch of people listen to episode one, and then, because I mentioned Clive Augustine's name, I think once or maybe twice in episode one, I just say, next time we talk about him. Is this the uncle who saw yes. Clive? Yeah, and then my uncle listened to the podcast, and he likes it. Hi, if you're listening. But he was meditating, and then he said that he heard a message from Clive Augustine, that said we should look in the direction of a certain CEO of a certain electric car company. Oh. And that's, okay, so that's why I remember, because we were texting about this, I'm pretty sure I mentioned Nikola Tesla, because several months ago, this very, like, school year, I stumbled upon a released government, like, FBI PDF. It's, like, 60 pages long. I made my history teacher read it. Declassified declassified information so i did read part of this and it implied that nikola tesla came from venus that's a little bit funny it's a little bit funny i think with alicia hers just seems like wrong moment wrong time like wrong person (laughs) just not you know it was a coincidence they just say oops sorry and put her back (laughs) just quietly (laughs) yeah with clive it feels more intentional and drawn out because of his message, you know, it was like, they can't read. Technology can't a, read ciphers. It's the, the manufactured intelligence. Yes. What are his words? Yeah. Yes. Apparently, you know, who can manufacture intelligence? Oh, a car that drives itself. I'm actually not playing into this, but I thought that tidbit was funny. Or the government. Why is the government on Cape Cod? I don't know. But yeah, so... You know, Alicia, wrong wrong person, wrong time. Just, you know, circumstance, you know? Awful. True. Clive, intentional. Whoever, you know, took him or whatever. Whoever, whatever. Planned this. Swiped that boy. Yeah. He was a man, but... It's okay. Matilda, maybe same case. She needed to take that walk. It was a requirement. It by was a... A mayhaps manufactured intelligence. Yeah. 
And then, you know, maybe it's a little bit of Alicia's case, you know, with the, uh-oh, the light. Could have been wrong place, wrong time, but it feels more intentional on the light's part. <laughs> you know, just how light does snatching people up. I am listening. I'm also reading this PDF about Nikola Tesla. It's okay. I'm trying to find something because he was working on something supposedly and it involved like flying something or other. Flying um, cars? But yeah, it's, you know, I feel bad for them, even though called her a weenie. So I could not find the thing about Nikola Tesla in the FBI PDF. So, so sad. I'm going to blame him. It's Nikola Tesla from Venus. That's the answer. Done. Case closed. No, but it's... Canceling episode robotic. four. It, no, it's a robotic government copy of Nikola Tesla. What was the thing that Clive Augustine said in the decoded part? Like the artificial... Manufactured Manufactured intelligence, intelligence yeah. cannot understand code. Yes. Cannot read the reverse atbash cipher. Silly little manufactured intelligence. Just Whoever manufactured that intelligence really needs to look into their little brain. We know that humans have a way of manufacturing intelligence because obviously we are surrounded by the intelligence. So how would someone who has manufactured intelligence also have the means to suck these people away and just remove them from the public eye entirely. I'm just like curious about that because with um, most manufactured intelligence as in technology that we have here, you can find records of these through the government and through like people who know how to discern all that stuff. Also, now that I think about it, do you think that included like technological code, like the coding of a computer and stuff? Probably. Maybe. Clearly he was handwriting in ciphers. But. Yeah, because I understand ciphers. That's a definite. They can't just like decode ciphers. Yeah, if it's something manufactured, can it read like... Coding. Is it is binary <gasps> coding? Wait. New theory. Okay. What if Alicia, Clive, and Matilda are actually synthetic people. Mm, like now or were? Yeah, were. Mm. You know, this, my, my thinking is for them to go missing, they would have to have a connection. I don't know. It was, it, it's just, it, you know, it's just something that needed to be, I don't know, it makes my brain go, yes. Without a connection, why would these people be taken or chosen? You're like, what is their common thread? Especially since it was all in the same year and around the same time. Like, yeah. What is the mm. common thread? Yeah. So, I mean, they could be robot people for 2012. Are they, are they around the same age? Are yeah, these they're people all, they're all, all like in their mid-20s. They're very young people. Hmm. Hmm. See? Mm. That's what I'm saying. Clearly it, older than me, but, yeah. You know. Like, Clive, you know? Obviously... A robot, or, sorry, synthetic human can, you know, do what humans do and probably understand what a cipher is. But then but why, would a, why would a secondary manufactured intelligence not be able to understand what a yeah. cipher is? Yeah, I'm also wondering, we know that in the audio files that we have collected, I mean, it's pretty obvious to tell how they're feeling. We only know from secondary... Hand, like secondhand, wit well, firsthand witnesses, but like it, secondhand it, accounts of what like was it happening. It makes the evidence regarding uh, Clive's like yes. inner emotions is much more circumstantial and more like assumption because we like, do you can't ask him; he's not here. We yeah. do know like the paranoia was a yeah. definite like, yeah, like from the his visible, coworkers. Like, yeah, like the visible symptoms where it's like, yeah, I saw him and he was acting weird. Yeah, and which it, it I just remember Clive has a twin sister, so I might really be a stretch at this point now. But it's it's you know it's. It's something that could happen. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, 
we live in this day and age. Going real mm. sci-fi with this. It was oh, also definitely. 2012. So Yeah, but like, hey, that's the year the world was supposed to end. Hey, oh, you're guys. Right. What else was happening in 2012? I don't know. Maybe, maybe... Maybe the synthetic people were yeah, maybe. sent to Earth to collect data on humans, you know, with Alicia and her work buddies and Clive and his sister and Matilda and her girlfriend, you know? Just yes. like, mm. ah, yes, data. I love it. But, you know, their time was done and the light got them. It did get them. Yeah. All right. So conclusions that yeah. we've drawn. Final series. So we have somewhere in Brewster, very watery. I don't know why I went on that tangent, but thanks for letting me go on that tangent. That's very important. It sets the scene. Sets the scene. Lots of swans. I don't know if swans are awake late at night. Owls. I have swan trauma, but that's unrelated. I have seagull trauma, but that's also unrelated. So we have woods in Brewster. Water? Maybe. We have very damaged phone. We left have girlfriend. Left girlfriend. We have the psychological change, change in the shift memo. in yeah. the memo. Yeah. We have the psychological situation surrounding our current three victims. We still have a fourth that we need to discuss. We have government. Maybe. We have electric car CEO. We shall see you next week for for uh, the disappearance of Quill Patak. Quill. Quill. Thank you for listening to Last Known Communication. This has been the third episode of four. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. I'm waving at nobody. Bye. We definitely said bye last time, so bye. Bye. You've been listening to Last Known Communication, a production of DY Media One and the Dennis Yarmouth Regional High School Broadcast Technology class. This podcast is created by writer and producer Toby Riley. Voice credit goes to Eleanor Sears, Avery Boltz, and Toby Riley. Last Known Communication is a work of fiction and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any similarity to persons living, dead, or missing is purely coincidental, so do not investigate them on your own. You may not like what you find.